What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life, it chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. That intro's too long. Uh, Barry, would you like to speak awkwardly? I, here's what I want to say. As, since we're on Facebook Live, uh, by the way, thanks very much for, for t- tuning in. Hello. Barry, is your fly zipped? Let's move, let's move on. No, no, no. Let's, let's tell the people what happened in between breaks, between <laughs> podcasts, in which, first of all, you made some comment about Kevin and his pants, and then the next thing we know, we look around, and you're pulling your pants up. What is going on? First of all, I tucked my shirt in and realized that my fly had been open for the first two podcasts, which didn't matter, because we weren't talking. It mattered to us. Let me tell you. It matters to me. Yeah. I want to know that you're fully clothed when people we People didn't need things. to see that, we, and we did, unfortunately. <laughs> Gary uh, Myers from from Newsday is with Newsday from the Daily News in New York is with us. Gary, have you ever seen get Barry pull his pants down like that? Oh my gosh, what a question! You know, I'm getting much too much information here. About yes, you are. Gary, yes, Gary, you Gary, Gary has trolled locker rooms, NFL locker rooms for the last thirty years. He's seen men with their pants down. And the the operative word there was men. Oh wow. <laughs> Not schlubs. <laughs> Big difference between oh. men and schlubs. Okay, let's get moving. Well, wow. I, Gary, what is going on at the morning news today? Jeez. Gary, it's not what's going long. on at the morning news. It's what's going on all over Dallas right now. There is panic in the streets. There's panic at the disco. People are, are panicking over the fact that the Cowboys cannot beat the New York football giants. Well, as long as they don't have to play them again in the playoffs, it shouldn't be anything to worry about then, right? There you go. Um, so they just got to avoid the uh, the Giants. But I will remind the the Cowboy fans that in 2007, oh, here it comes. the Cowboys beat the Giants twice in the regular season, and the Giants went into Texas Stadium and beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. So um, it's maybe very, the, I can ease a little of the panic there. It's very difficult to beat a team three times in one year. Well, unless it's baseball, then it usually happens. Yeah, that's true. Right? Let me let me amend that to say <laughs> in the NFL, it's, it's hard very to difficult. sweep a team in one year. Yes, it is. It's, it's hard to be. I would. I, what is it you think that the Giants do that presents such a problem for the Cowboys? They score more points than them in any given game. Wow. No, I mean they, they beat them by one. They beat them by one point in the first game and three points last night. It's not exactly. I mean, you can say they have their number, but. Um, it's not like they've beaten them by ten points each time. It's a it's a play each game. The Giants did absolutely nothing on offense the entire game, except for that Beckham touchdown, uh, which won the game. They made Is one play on offense all night. 
one play. But there were two plays. Um, we, we did see Eli drop a, a, a throw uh, or, uh, when he was trying to make to a guy who was wide open. And we also saw uh, uh, you know, Beckham drop a ball that would have probably been in touchdown. Right, but they, they didn't make those plays. I mean, they right. could have made those plays, but didn't. But they made one play all night. And but they came closer the, to plays the than the thing. Cowboys did, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the concern in Dallas shouldn't be about the way the Cowboy defense played last No, no, I they really – the offense, though, yeah. Right? I mean, the but the giant offense has been bad all year, but they still held only ten points. Um, I read somewhere this morning it's the first time Eli's won a game for the Giants where they've scored ten or fewer points. Um, the concern in Dallas, obviously, is has has, has Dak hit a wall? Uh, the last two games against Minnesota and the Giants haven't been good, and that's been the concern. That's been the concern in the streets here today. Yes. Yeah, well, you've been out in the streets already, Evan? Or something? Yeah, he's been polling. I, 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 I hit the streets right after the game is over, and <laughs> I don't even go to bed. He doesn't even sleep. Out. Well, yeah. as, as the people in this country have learned in the last month or so, uh, uh, polling and exit polls don't mean a heck of a lot um, when it comes to figuring out the, the pulse of the people. But um, it, I, I think the whole thought of Tony Romo standing there on the sidelines with his parka on, knowing that he can get more points on the board than Dak Prescott is going to be hanging over the Cowboys now for the rest of the season. And, um, you know, as Jerry Jones said the other day when I, when I spoke to him when he was here in New York, that he does expect Romo to make a significant contribution at some point to whatever run the Cowboys make. And whereas as he said he didn't want it to happen because that would mean either – Obviously, Prescott gets hurt or he's not playing well. He did predict that at some point, you know, Romo would, would be out there. And I would think that the, the, you know, in your polling this morning, Evan, that, you know, perhaps some of the people were wondering when exactly that's going to happen and maybe it should happen sooner Gary, than later. You know he walked back that comment uh, the next morning on radio, local radio here. How would he walk that back? What did he say? Oh, uh, he he just meant that he said he just meant that Romo would his presence would would be felt by the rest of the team. You know, he, I, I'm a hundred aura is the, the Romo aura. But I'm a, thousand, I'm a thousand percent. You know, you know how Jerry is. Jerry says one thing one thing one day, then he sees it in print and he goes, "Oh my God, what did I say?" So, but a hundred percent that he. Uh, that he told you what he told you. I have no no question about that. And he might be right because in the last two games, Dak has not. What do you mean a hundred percent? He told me what he told you. You think I made it up? Yeah, no. that was just sort of the implication I took from that. Barry was, <laughs> no. that Barry was saying there's a good chance that you no. did make that up. B- Barry just basically said, "Listen, I'm going to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt here <laughs> this time, but next time, <laughs> but, don't be bringing that weak trash so in here." So let me. L- l- let, let's get back to this. What, what, what did you get from your time with Jerry, and, and what did you get out of, out of that conversation? What was your biggest takeaway? I think he was um, – he's just, you know, really in a good place right now, and his team is playing well. He's a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Super Bowl is in Houston, and um, – from what I remember about my Texas geography, that's not too far from Dallas. Four hours. Um, but a whole okay. world away, right, Kevin? Yeah, there you go. And, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that um, he's real confident in what he's got going there, and it gives him real peace of mind to have Romo back healthy. I mean, everybody there knows how he feels about Romo, and um, I, I think, although he wouldn't come right out and say it, I think it does pain him. I, mean, I think my question to him was, how much does it hurt your heart to be having such an incredible season and that Romo has not had the opportunity to take part in it? And I, you know, I think it does bother him. And but he wouldn't venture a guess on what the Cowboys' record would be if Romo was playing. I mean, they're playing a much different style of offense with Prescott than Romo. Well, I I, I, I got to say, I think Jerry values the the wins, the eleven and two record now over mm-hmm. uh, Romo, and, and not having that that greater record. But do me a favor, set the scene for a minute. You went to see him at what the St. Regis Hotel? Well, I didn't describe it which hotel I was at. I just basically gave the you know fifty fourth off of Fifth Avenue. Okay, well I Googled it, and so that's the St. Regis Hotel. Did he have like a one room? Uh, was a really tiny room like all the other New York uh, hotel rooms. Had some flowers over uh, on the desk. Or no, it... you see, see Bear, you only see tiny hotel rooms in New York because that's all you can afford. That's all my. Yeah, that's Jerry's correct. on a completely different level than you, and um, his room was fairly spacious. And was it a I room? Was it, it was a suite, right? No, it was a suite. It was a suite on the eleventh floor of an unnamed hotel. And, I'm glad we got um, to the bottom of this. And, uh, Harry, would you like to know the rack coffee, rate on the back of the door? Chocolate chip cookies. I'm sorry? No, uh, oh. They're making fun of me because I'm trying to set a scene, yeah. and, and they're in a hurry all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Usually he's yeah, hurrying us see, along. Kevin, 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 you, you've been at the morning news forever reading religiously Barry's stuff. Don't you know there's no substance stories? It's just style. He just describes substance. flower pots and, and, and oh where you know, water bottles are placed. My, my career descri- I mean, describing flower vases. I think that's what his, his biography is going to be. Wow. I'm hurt. <laughs> I like it. All uh, right. So in this in this spacious room. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet with chocolate chip cookies and with a, a lovely mm-hmm. view. What? This is a guy who's always cared about his players. You can say what you want about him as a GM or, or whatever. He does care mm-hmm. deeply. And, and so when he gave you that answer about how much it – it, when you asked him how much it hurts to see Romo sitting on the sidelines and not being a part of this, did you did you really get a sense that there was some some genuine emotion, some genuine feelings there? No, absolutely. But um, as one of you guys said uh, a couple minutes ago, I think that the fact that at the point the Cowboys were eleven and one, and and I, I still think you know the. That was you know, pretty much a lock to get the number one seed. I think that overrides any disappointment he's feeling for Tony. You know, best case scenario, if he can, if he can have everything you know going his way right now, Romo is the quarterback of this team that's you know now eleven and two, and Dak Prescott would be learning behind him, and and the Cowboys would feel good about Prescott going forward that he would be the guy in the future. But it'll be Romo who would be in control of this team, but it. Like he said, he wasn't even going to say what he even try to predict what the record would have been with Romo. What he did, and I thought this was really interesting, is that it's much more of a methodical offense that takes a lot more plays to score 
with Prescott, and even in practice now, when Romo's out there, he, he describes it as, you know, zip, 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 he's down the field, and it'll be much more of a quick strike, explosive offense with Romo, and they'd score more points. But at the same time, the defense would be on the field a lot more because Romo, uh, because the scoring guys are quicker, and also because he turns the ball over more. Now, until last night, you know, Prescott had been pretty good about that. So the, the trade-off being your offense isn't as explosive, but it's also not putting the defense in a bad position right. as Romo has done many times in his career. So uh, I think, like I said, I think he was really content with what was going on. He does, he does feel bad with for Romo. They've been together for 10, years, 10 or 11 years now, but I think he values winning a lot more than uh, feeling bad for one player. Gary, don't, last week I asked a question, and you said it was a great question. That offended Kevin tremendously. So even though you mm-hmm. think I'm going to ask you a great question, don't react, okay? Don't 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 judge it. Will we see okay. Tony Romo on the field for the Cowboys before the season's over? I think yes. Um, from what I saw last night, and I was, I haven't seen a lot of Cowboy games in in full, even though they seem to be on uh, national TV, you know, primetime game every week. Um, so the two times I've seen Prescott play an entire game were the two games against the Giants, and I actually thought he was better in the season opener and looked more polished in the season opener than he did last night. Whether it, whether it's defense is catching up to him or whether it was just the fact that the last two weeks in playing Minnesota and the Giants, they've gone against two really good defenses, um, and that's been the reason for the low that he's having right now. Um, you know, we'll find out. They're playing Tampa. Tampa plays pretty good defense, too. They held Seattle with five points a few weeks ago. And then uh, the Saints, I think it was 11 yesterday. So uh, if Tampa can shut down the Cowboys uh, next week and Prescott plays poorly like he did last night, I think there's going to be an awful lot of pressure on Jason Garrett slash Jerry Jones or just Jerry Jones to make a quarterback a quarterback change. And I think the fans will start with that as well. You know, up to this point, everybody's been, oh, you know, we hope they don't make the change because Prescott's going so well. Well, now that he's not going so well, and you have a pretty accomplished quarterback sitting behind him with a team that looks like it's ready to make a Super Bowl run, I think this could be great temptation if Prescott plays poorly against Tampa to serious consider making a change. Let me ask oh, you. Oh, there's this. already there's already been a segment of fans that are Oh, absolutely. Are let, let me ask you this, Gary. No, you, I'm saying serious consideration by by the by the team. Sure. You yeah, know, certainly. based on what the comments were after the game last night from Jason Garrett and Jerry, you know, no thought was given last night right. to to making a change, which I I think that was the right move. I think that would have been a real knee jerk reaction, but you know, if if he plays his third poor game in a row, and then there's just two games to go in the regular season. Um, you got to you got to play the player that think gives you the best chance, not only to win, but to go deep. You know, they, they can win their first round playoff game at home, but that's not going to satisfy anybody. Right. The, the fans at this point want the Super Bowl, and um, there's nothing written in stone that says it has to be Dak Prescott, especially if he's not playing well.
Uh, you know, to me, watching the game last night, there was there was no way that that uh, Tony was getting in that game unless something had happened to Dak. You know, mm-hmm. for, for for one thing, if you put Tony in, there's no guarantee he comes off the bench after not playing all this oh, time, yeah, and it, uh, all of a sudden he's going to come in and just right. and rally the troops and he's going to take the team right down. It's the not going to be vintage score. 2014 no. Tony Romo, and he's gonna he's gonna get loose and he's gonna get he's gonna get ready and then he's gonna go in and take snaps and take the kind of pressure that. That that Dak had been taking, right. and he's and on that hard, cold field, right. and he's going to come back healthy this week. I mm. think you know the question for me too was: this was the first time that, uh, as a cowboy anyway, that Dak had played in a really cold environment uh, that was not that cold in Green Bay when he played there. And I thought that occasionally it looked like he was throwing a pumpkin out there. He was pushing the ball. It, it seemed like at times. Now he did. Well, make I guess, some nice Kevin, throws, let, let me tell you something. It, it wasn't like it was ten degrees last night. I mean, it was cold. It wasn't. It wasn't bitter. But it was still, um, still it was colder than what he'd been playing in, and I and I just wonder how much that yeah. might have an effect. And you did have well, you did have that delays on the field, and and that made traction a little bit more difficult. And yeah, we don't know. You don't, you remember the old the wet ball theory with uh, Troy Aikman? He he wasn't well, as sure. effective when he was throwing and, and, a wet ball. So I don't and know. Eli actually, last night was the first time I've ever heard Eli complain about the ball being wet because. He is, you know, when that ball slipped out of his hands on the play you mentioned earlier, when he had Lewis wide open, um, I mean, he can throw that one in his sleep and the ball, but ball just, you know, slipped right out of his hand. But it, the weather was much worse before the game than it was during the game. It was, it was snowing for a while and then it was sleeting a little bit. But by the time the game started, um, it, it was it was cold. But again, it, you know, my favorite reference on cold is the '07 NFC Championship game in Green Bay when. You know, this the temperature was was minus something or other, and the wind chill was about minus forty. Last night was just it was cold, but again, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like you had to run inside because it was that cold. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it wasn't brutal, but but on the flip side of this, for the Cowboys, you know, if they can get the number one seed, they don't have to play outdoors at all. Right. Um, in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, I mean, everything will be in in perfect. Uh, in a perfect environment, and then like we were talking about last week, all they have to do is worry about the sun coming through the roof of that stadium. Right. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, the thing I'd like to see is, given the time that he played at Mississippi State and where he grew up in Louisiana, I wonder if Dak has ever played in weather that cold in any yeah. in any situation. Yeah, and we don't know that. And I think it was he. He won't talk about that. He won't admit to any right. of that. But I, I had to believe it was some because the ball coming out of his hand did not look good. There were there were times that that it did. Uh, occasionally, but like the, the the ball looked best coming out of his hand on the throw downfield where Dak gave up on his route and didn't know what Dez, was going Dez, on. Dez. I mean, Dez gave up on his route and didn't know where he was. Right. They had they, they they looked like they were out of sync all night. Yeah, I, I think it I think it was. It was interesting to me because I thought that there's a good chance that that they would take away Dez because they have a good secondary. Uh, you know, Janoris Jenkins had a great game last night. You got you know Landon Collins laying safety. He's a terrific safety. So, but and they would go underneath and work that, which had worked so well for uh, you know Dak early in the season, and yet mm-hmm. they got a little bit out of Beasley, they got a little bit out of uh, of Witten, but not nearly enough to compensate for the lack of ability to go downfield to Dez. Yeah, and the only the only catch Dez had last night, he wound up fumbling. So right. uh, he didn't do anything against the Giants in the two games this year, and the and the only play the Cowboys really made last night was looked like a, on a busted coverage on the touchdown to Williams. But, um, right. you know, here's the thing. And I've been covering this thing forever, as you guys know. And it seems even more now than at any other point, 
Monday morning, we don't look at the entire picture. We just look at what happened the day before. So we're making long-term decisions based on short-term results. And the Cowboys haven't lost in three months. I mean, they weren't going to necessarily go 15-1. and one. There aren't that many teams that have done that. They lost on the road uh, against a desperate team. The, the Giants needed that game a lot more than the Cowboys did last night. Um, you know, in difficult conditions, because it wasn't what he, you know, he's been used to playing in, um, against a pretty fired-up team. Now, I would say about 35% of the fans there last night were Cowboy fans. I was really impressed by how many Cowboy fans were able to get a hold of tickets. But, um, I, you know, to, to panic now or to, to question everything that's happened is just so typical of what, what the league is all about now is that um, – uh, you've got a you've got a fan base here, Gary, and you know this. You've got a fan base here that has some degree of, of entitlement based on the number of Super Bowls that this team has been to, and some degree of desperation based on the fact that it's been it's been twenty years now. And and so mm-hmm. and, and, and and you are talking about the position where you've always got you know the backup quarterback syndrome, where where there's going to mm-hmm. be a segment of fans that think no matter what. The backup quarterback would have been a better choice. So, I, I I look at this game and I do I look at the re, the recent Cowboys schedule from the short week of Thanksgiving to not having that ten day break and going to Minnesota a week a week later and playing that Thursday night game. So, but they had a ten day break between the Minnesota and game and then they the had a ten day break, but they went right back on the road to the team that that does present a challenge for them. Uh, I, I do think it is just a tough schedule stretch for the Cowboys right now that also doesn't get any easier if you look at Tampa Bay coming in here with a five-game winning streak, Detroit sitting there with a five-game winning streak. And, and so you've got two challenges. Uh, and, and I think that this goes to what you and I have kind of talked about once that got rolling, Kevin, and that is that you're not going to switch out quarterbacks here no. until Dak has a bad game and he loses – and then another bad game. Okay, yeah. what it, okay, what it, but he had a bad game last week, bad game this week, and as Gary pointed, he has a bad game against the Tampa 2. I, I don't know if that was a bad game in Minnesota. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't a but great game. But the point is, I he, think had his a, quarterback he had a bad game was still last over night. 100, based, wasn't it? He had a bad game last night. We're it was a bad game. There's no question and about and it. And a bad, three bad games. Okay, two and a half bad games in a row. But the, 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 the win goal. over Minnesota – Eliminates anything about. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If Tony Romo were the quarterback right now and they had lost this game, would you be talking about benching Tony Romo? For who? For For Dak. Dak. Dak, If what has Dak shown me until this point? Okay. So let's say you had a really good backup quarterback. You know, I don't know. Behind Romo. Earl Morrill in his prime. What's that? Gary Hogaboom behind Danny White, Gary. Yeah, there you go. I think we're making you know, this all. I, I, Kevin, I'll answer your question here. Is Thank that you. If it was Tony Romo last night and Dak Prescott as a rookie hadn't played all season, then you wouldn't be saying after 13 games, well, you got to put the rookie in. Right. But the situation is, is the completely opposite. You have a rookie exactly. who has been playing with, you know, a not doesn't look like a full playbook. They never throw the ball deep. Um, it's all a controlled passing game and to run the ball. So when he starts struggling in in a you know in a, in a very structured offense for him right now, I think it's natural when you've got a guy who is although he hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs, has certainly 
you know, been a pretty good player for the Cowboys for a number of years. I think it's natural that you start wondering is, is would they be better off with the backup if the if the script was flipped and and Dak and Dak just hadn't played all year, then you would never consider making a switch like this. Yeah, so you know, it's the fact of who the backup is. You never would. And and the other thing is, if Tony had played this game last night and had the same exact results as Dak today, the uh, sun lamp on Des Bryant would be that much more intense. Yeah, he See, would be getting he would be getting absolutely roasted for that performance last my, night. My point about asking that question is obviously yes, that that's correct. Right. It's the quality of the backup quarterbacks a difference here. But I thought that, to me the fact that Des played so poorly uh, last night and looked so completely out of the game it was it was almost as if I'm I'm just out of this. You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, I can't get open. I can't do what I want to do here. I, I can't make all this work. Uh, and, 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 you know, we, we've seen over the course of the season teams adjust to Dak. We've seen teams, you know, uh, uh, kind of come and kind of press a little bit more, and they're taking away some of that underneath stuff. And then we've seen him go up top to Dez, and it's worked, and it's worked very well. It didn't work last night at all. All right, so let me ask you this. It, we are sitting here. This is the scenario that I think both you and I laid out, that you know, you have a bad game and lose, and then if he comes back and has another bad game and Tony's healthy, you consider going to Tony. So they, they do have a good defense that's on a roll coming in here on Sunday. If they lose on Sunday, do we go into week, fifth, week well, 16 if of the If they season, lose on Sunday because of Dak, because Dak does not have a good game, or the defense. If they lose on Sunday, period. No, no. See, to me, I, I think if you at this point, we're, so we're, you're we're, saying that the, we're completely discounting the reaction of the other guys in the in the locker room. Right. These guys have really embraced Dak. They love Dak, and they love what he brings, and they love what he does. I think one of the things we saw last night was that we, we didn't see Dak run the ball at all last night, right? Right. And so uh, that probably hurt a little bit. He needed. He probably just needed a couple of times just to take off. I think there were some opportunities for him, and, to, and to he run missed a on those. And, and so uh, I think. If you take him out of that equation now, and now Tony Romo is all of a sudden now the starting quarterback again, I think you throw this team where everybody keeps talking about. Oh my gosh, they got to get you know they got to go deep in the playoffs. It's the end of the season, and all of a sudden you're going to change quarterbacks and go back to the guy who was here before, but who hasn't so, hasn't started a game in over a year. So in all, for you, we passed that point. Yeah, I have. I, I just don't see them. I, I, my bet is that Dak starts through game 15 regardless. Yeah, yes, I think he does. And I the bet. only reason Tony would start game 16 is if it's meaningless and you're just trying to rest Dak. Yeah, and I don't see that happening either. Okay. See, there, there could be a situation also, say in the playoffs, where, you know, obviously it's sudden death. And if Dak isn't playing well for – if he hasn't been playing well going into the playoffs right. and now they're behind in the third quarter of the divisional round game – at home, and he's not playing well in that game. Then you look to Rome, you know, yes. try to save. But, but, I agree, hundred percent. If that if that scenario happens, don't you owe it to Tony to have given him plays in games before that happens? Well, I, that's what we talked about last week, and that's why I thought he should at least play some of the final game of the regular yeah. season. I think he will play starts some. or whether he comes in at halftime. Halftime, but yeah. it doesn't seem to think, seem to be that the Cowboys feel that he needs reps in a game situation to be ready to play if needed that he's you know he's got such experience in the offense and he's getting a lot of you know not necessarily with the first team but he's getting a lot of reps in practice you know running the scout team and stuff like that so they they feel they can put him right in in a meaningful situation 
without like warming him up in a, in but, a meaningless yeah. final and, game. And, of the but you know, and but who you knows know, what Gary, the situation in Philadelphia would be like too. Right. You know, it's it's liable to be colder than it was in in uh, in New York. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, in a cold weather situation, as brittle as Tony appears to be now. I have real fear for his safety. In you that should have kind real. Of environment. Fe- you should have real fear fear for his safety if they were playing in Miami or if they were playing in a yeah, that's true. In, in, in a dome stadium. Absolutely, or no matter where, no ratchet, matter where they played, it ratchets have, up in a in a cold yes, weather environment. But, but he, he has play. got to get reps. And Gary, you, you can't agree with that cowboy philosophy that it, that he could just come in cold off the bench and and, and perform up to expectations without without reps. Do you? Well, I'll give you an example that I used in my column the other day. Uh, oh, Bledsoe, Barry does not like that. No, I like what Gary. I like what Gary references columns. Barry does not like anybody citing something that was in their column. No, uh, no, he, Gary, please go well, ahead. Well, well, that's too bad. You know, you're not going to show. You're not going to censor what I want to write. Well, Gary, Gary, I, I didn't say anything. I, I he's I, rolling I, his eyes here. Though. I am not. I embrace. I embrace hearing your words of wisdom. All right, how about if I do it like this? As I wrote my Brady versus Manning book, which is available on payback and be a great gift for the holidays, um, Drew Bledsoe got hurt in the second game of the 01 season. Really serious injury. He almost died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. He had a sheared blood vessel in his chest. And by the time he was ready to play again in mid-November, Belichick was all in on Tom Brady, which is exactly what's happened in Dallas with Prescott. I, I think this is the most relevant comparison um, to the Dallas situation that I can find, you know, in uh, anywhere. In any book you've and ever then, written is, is the most relevant, right? No, just in any situation that's come up in NFL history that, that, that I can recall. Um, and, and then in the, in the second quarter of the AFC Championship game, when Brady suffered a pretty severe ankle injury, Bledsoe came in and hadn't played since the second week of the season. And he came into uh, – now, I'm fairly certain he didn't get any mop-up time in any of the other games. Right. Um, and he, he came in, and he helped them win that game. And but, so it, it, can, it, can, it, it can work out that way. It's not ideal. You'd certainly like to you know, get Tony some reps, uh, let him you know, be in some live action. But if they don't feel that's the way they want to handle it, then obviously they have some confidence that they can just throw him right in into a playoff game and, and he can hit the ground running. It's a gamble, but and like you guys mentioned, you put him in that game in Philadelphia, it, it is liable to be 10 degrees that day and um, and he becomes more susceptible to injury. And let's face facts, it's not their, it's not their intention to put him into the playoff game uh, at all. They would only do it if it's absolutely necessary. If but Prescott you're right. got hurt, but under or those circumstances, you bet that would happen. They're facing. It's just like a team in the playoffs in baseball. Oh, you, you if, change the parameters of everything. Guys are pitching out of absolutely. place, and if you feel yeah. like mm-hmm. you're on right. the verge of losing, you're not going to say, "Well, we've we've stuck with Dak." If, right. if you feel like you need to make a change in in everything for the final 20, 25 minutes of that game, then you're going to do it. Uh, the boys here need to get to the TV show. We have a TV show that uh, that they do. Can uh, you get Fox well, Sports Gary. Southwest up there, Gary? I'll have to check my cable system. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think I, I don't believe we, I don't it. think the signal comes as far. It may, it may not. And uh, 
let me just suggest that you need um, to move, man, Gary. You've already had thirty minutes of exposure to these guys today, so I, I would not recommend it anyway. What is it a shelf life to expose? You've been with us all morning. Well, well, How's it affected and, you? And Evan, you got to throw in the thirty minutes from last week. It's an hour. That's true. In the last eight days, I um, that's more than your doctor pre- uh, prescribed. I believe. I will say this: I need, I, a, vaca- I need a vacation. Yes, uh, on your <laughs> on your deathbed, Gary, you will have complete awareness. What? Okay, thank you, Evan. Thanks, wow. thanks. For, are that we really are, are we going to end on that high note on your deathbed? Yeah. That was a line from Caddyshack, wow. you idiot. <laughs> An idiot. Oh, there it goes. They, oh, you they, know, they, mark, to mark say, that. We'll use that for the next intro. Yeah. So the chemistry between the three of you is about the same as it was between Prescott and Bryant last night. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. right. I like that. That's it, good. It, we'll use that. These guys are both <laughs> insanely jealous of my good looks and uh, talent. True. Yeah. True. True. And hair. I don't go the hair. <laughs> Gary, thank you very, very much for joining us. Have a have a wonderful holiday season. Barry's clapping for you. Barry has said he's going to go out and buy your book for all of his friends. He has one request. Can you get him a deal? What does that mean? Well, it depends how many. But on I how many books you buy? Was only friends. Yeah, Gary is my good. only friend. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you're getting a copy of your book for Hanukkah then. Yeah. There you go. Gary, Perfect. G- Gary took Gary took me to visit the Clinton home in Chappaqua last time I was in New York. Wow. It's a shrine. Yeah. All right. Nice. Well, that's great, Barry. Um, what was that? Did, did, was it spacious? I don't know. It was behind a huge wall. It looked like there a were compound. cookies. <laughs> well, were the, there what, were... did the, what did the vases look like? Here, here, here's here's more, something more important. Gary right, took Doug, me to I'm... lunch. Gary took me to lunch. Thanks, Gary. Thanks. thanks, Gary. Bye, Gary. And I, and I paid for I, I just want to say that um, when I took him to the Clinton compound here in Chappaqua, Barry referenced a big wall. On the corner of the wall, it said Trump construction. It did. Wow. It was, it was weird. <laughs> it was b- very bizarre. They were bugging the place. It was foretelling fortu- of the future. Were you going to say fortuitous? <laughs> no. It- That's too big a word, Sam. All right, yeah. Gary, thanks a lot. See you See later. You, See you guys. Bye. So are we done? We're no, done. We're Goodbye. So, no, no. Thanks for listening to the we Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.